Welcome to Business Lines State of the Economy podcast where you will find insight analysis and the story behind the numbers Are you done with your festive shopping yet If yes chances are that the person who helped you choose the product in store or the one who delivered your goods to your home was hired to meet the festive demand Given that many of us spend during the festive season which starts with Ganesh Chaturthi and goes on till Diwali it is no surprise that companies hire lots of people to meet the demand it is not just retailers or e-commerce and logistic firms companies across sectors tend to hire workers during the season given that Diwali is just around the corner it is a perfect time to talk about this interesting hiring trend and that's exactly what we're doing in this episode of the state of the economy podcast I am Nivedita Varadarajan and welcome to the podcast. In this episode I talk to Karthik Narayan, CEO staffing at Team Lee Services Limited to know more about festive hires and what factors that influence it. Listen in. Thank you so much for joining us today Karthik. Mm-hmm. Thank you Nivedita. Festive hiring can mean different things for different sectors as well. So if it's a a retailer festive hiring will only be for the festive periods but if it's a manufacturer it will be completely different so how do you define festive hiring nevidata i think it's definitely a very broad term no doubt about it and you're right it means different things for different people but typically mm-hmm. the festive period and let's say for example in this particular case the retail part of it mm-hmm. starts anywhere actually from august 15th which is the mm-hmm. independence day and concludes right till i would say somebody would stretch it till diwali diwali for sure but yeah. even till christmas if you look at india then that's the festive period is all throughout the broad understanding when we say for retailer it is typically from an august 15th then you know ganesh chaturthi onam etc and all that then navratri and then ending pretty much by diwali so that's really they understood but the other aspect of it you're absolutely you know spot on let's say from a manufacturing perspective i think it's extremely important for them to be able to forecast saying what can be the anticipated demand going into this festive season and hence their hiring begins at least a couple of months before the the festive season so you can fairly assume that what is understood as festive season pretty much is from a financial year perspective q2 and q3 which is july august september october november december So how will it change for different sectors I saw in your report in your data which you gave me you're talking about sectors like education also so how does it play across sectors Yeah so again you know basis what I shared with you with respect to you know an overall surge in uh, you know retail manufacturing logistics and all that so there's a bit of a multiplier effect but if we go down into specific verticals then if you look at it uh, definitely there are major you know calendar based events which takes place with large e-commerce companies right that we are aware about so shopping festivals and online sales there is definitely a very large demand which comes because of that in multiple other subsectors like warehousing operations in mm-hmm. tech support last mile delivery and so on and so forth so that's the entire e-commerce i mean delivery demand itself goes up significantly higher because many of these programs literally run on you know discounting for a specific period of time that kind of leads to a growth in sales etc the second thing which of course is historical much be- before the e-commerce companies as well as the entire physical retail outlets 
So, given the festive season and the general tend to buy in a lot of new clothes, gifts, and so on and so forth, there is a significant permanent as well as temporary ramp up which takes place for sales, customer support, again, and inventory management, and so on and so forth on the retail side. Given all of this happens on the e-commerce and retail, it is but natural that on the logistics side there is a significant movement which kinds of comes around, and there are large to medium to small logistics companies which also kind of tend to benefit. So these are more direct correlation to what's happening uh, in sectors basis this festive season the indirect ones and the one you refer to as education is really starts happening let's say from a banking finance perspective so what we see is there is expectation based hiring which takes place because a lot of folks go on to take you know additional credit cards personal loans home loans there is also this entire thing around uh, you know booking your house during a particular auspicious date right so you see an uptick for all financial products and services as well so banking finance we see hiring also going up uh, and an uh, unfortunate indirect thing can also happen and there is some data to correlate uh, is you know there's a surge in healthcare uh, you know which happens as well you know i think as the closer to the end of the festive season there is a degree of you know coldness which in better temperature falling uh-huh. is also a bit of a flu season uh-huh. right so so i think that also kind of catches up yeah, typically around october november december and of course let's say specifically in north there's an element of pollution as well which kind of comes in we have seen some uptick which takes place over there as well also uh, on on the education part that you spoke about you do see a lot of you know online you know sessions and courses which might come up i mean obviously this day and age is mostly about short term courses 30 minutes an hour and so on and so forth they also do tend to kind of utilize this opportunity to provide discounts of course the single biggest differentiator this time is largely around the world cup okay yes. and there is a lot of travel and hospitality around that so i think that aspect is also is a force multiplier which is kind of taking place as we speak so a lot of uh, you know requirement around temporary worker requirement around hospitality and also around travel as well so i think all of these if you look at it e-commerce retail logistics banking finance education travel all of them have a uptick so if you can give us some numbers about these what kind of uptick do we see in these sectors so most of the you know workers that we are seeing uh, especially for this specific period are are temporary workers you know or gig or short term contract workers they are not intended for long term employment at all um, you know including driver partners and delivery uh, executives mm-hmm. and so on and so forth what we have seen specifically this time is Uh, especially with respect to the need for temporary workers there is a 25% increase you know in the overall demand of uh, you know gig workers so and and let's if we if we kind of want to kind of dive into a little bit more specific the total number of gig workers in india roughly its approximate estimation is roughly about 77 lakhs right mm-hmm. and 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 we are expecting it to go to close to a crore by the end of this year so that itself should tell you saying there is a significant force multiplier which will happen in this festive season but some of them will continue to be there going into the future this is so far to do with the formal sector of the economy do we have any data about how the informal sectors perform when it comes to hiring during festive season while you know informal data and that's that's the larger challenge in india informal yeah. data is actually very difficult to come by uh one of the aspects that we are seeing navidita is the formalization which is taking place even in that aspect right mm-hmm. uh, let me give you some specific examples what we are seeing for example in fmcg and fmcd companies okay the distributor workforce was typically outside the you know formal workforce 
right? They obviously get reimbursed by the the parent company, you know, for the workforce they deploy. But these individuals are never covered by stat bonuses and whatever statutory requirements are there. But increasingly, we are seeing a shift of that happen, right? So that's one part of it. There is, over to answer your main question, it is 100%, I can share with fair degree of confidence that when the formal workforce requirement goes up, the informal workforce requirement also significantly in parallel goes up. To give you some numbers and let me kind of let me work it backwards uh, so that, you know, for your listeners, I think it will be an interesting data point because sometimes uh, India, when we look at the overall number, it always looks huge. So if you, if you, if you look at the total population is about, uh, you know, 145 uh, crores. Okay. Uh, if you look at the working age population, when we speak about it, and working age population is defined between everybody from 15 to 59. Okay. That's roughly about 90 odd crores. Okay, then the statistics that typically you get from ministries, otherwise called the labor force participation rate. Okay, so that is around 55 odd crores. Okay, so we had 145, working age population is 90, and then we have 55 crores. In this 55 crores, if you look at formal workforce, it is only 8 crores. 44 crores is informal workforce. If you break it down even further in this 8 crores, the permanent workers like me and you, for example, people, you know, going to office and so on, that's also roughly about 3.8 crores. So the temporary ones, even in this formalized workforce, is the balance 4.2 crores. Okay. Yeah. The contract workforce is even lesser. It's roughly about 1.4 crores. So that's the breakup of data. And of course, if anybody wants to correlate this 8 crores, you can look at it. EPFO is roughly about 6 to 7 crores. Okay. The number of people who filed tax is roughly about 7.2 crores for 22-23. If you have 44 crores on the informal space, you can well imagine saying if the demand is reflecting in the formal workforce, a large part of the informal workforce will also see a surge. Unfortunately, a lot of them will work on a on a per day basis. A lot mm-hmm. of them will, you know, work for a longer duration of time, getting an X amount of, you know, compensation, ideally not covered by any kind of social security. Uh, but I mean, that's the part which is changing. So is it like a full formalization or is it more like a semi-formalization where people are being counted now, but they're still not getting some social security benefits? If you if you know, there are a couple of things which are taking place uh, right now. One is there are roughly about 44-odd labor laws, yeah. which are going to get, you know, consumed into four laws, right? The four, um, labor, codes, yeah. four yeah. labor codes, right? Uh, but we, we are expecting, hopefully, maybe next year, you know, post-elections, you know, depending on the government in power, they might have a fresh look at the entire thing. Uh, and because it is both, it's a concurrent subject, both state and central government have a kind of say in it. We did see some amount of, you know, social security cover for platform workers in, in the state of Rajasthan. Yes. Right? So if you, if you look at it from a gig worker perspective, as we speak, and the informal sector, those are not really covered by any sort of a social security benefit at all. Right. And I think and that is the part which will change. It will change slowly. But we are fundamentally positive that it will change, you know, over the next, you know, several years. Right. A large part of the informal workforce will continue to operate in the fashion till there is a demand, you know, of first of all, you know, simplification of laws, etc. And all that kind of makes it easier to be able to comply. Right. And B, of course, as you know, education kind of improves for many of these workers, etc. And all that there'll be a demand from their side as well to kind of work in an environment which kind of takes care of their social security, hospitalization benefits, etc. and all that, which is really available to the formal workforce, right? 
within the formal workers you mentioned three words you said gig workers you said temp workers and you said short term labor workers is there a technical difference between the three no no so in the uh, and the mostly when we say formal workforce you know a gig worker will not somebody who will be a formal workforce a formal workforce because a gig worker will not get social security benefits yes. right uh, yeah these words to be honest with you are used uh, you know interchangeably amongst many things so whether it is you know temporary gig short term contract workers because there is no agreed kind of a definition on this entire thing uh, but if you if you if you go by uh, you know a bit of common sense language which is you know typically used a contract workers you know while it's used loosely uh, m- might have slightly more durational you know aspect associated with them the gig worker in the short term contracts you know could be your daily wages uh, you mm-hmm. know kind of an individual or even in some cases transaction based right okay. most of your delivery folks who are out there is basically transaction based right mm-hmm. you you deliver a package or you deliver a food uh, you know packet or whatever it might be then you get an x amount of money you give give us a data about how hiring grew compared to last year can you yeah. tell us a little about how it grew over the ages and is it similar to the pandemic level or are we breaching it or are we anywhere close to the pre pandemic levels no i i think it is still coming back it is not up till pre pandemic levels and in in my view i think this will be the base year hopefully by next year you know things will come up as well i think one of the other aspects to be transparent with you nivedita and this is basis my conversation with leaders in most mm-hmm. fmcg fmcd businesses etc and all that um, you know india at least this year for h1 has got divided into states which have had excess rainfall in states which have actually had drought yeah. right so if you, if you if you really look at it the north and east got separated from the south and west in some fashion karnataka where we are situated has the major water crisis north in the other side you know has slightly more unseasonal so this has had had direct impact so for example to give you just one insight if if there is two weeks of rains which take place in any city or state it directly impacts the sale of uh, air conditioners and fans right yeah and and then therefore that becomes like a cascading effect what we have seen is even the h1 was slightly subdued for many fmcd fmcg companies though mm. there was some benefit of commodity prices easing up etc and all that but those have not really got translated into higher sales having said that what we have seen is there are early signs that this festive season when i'm saying the beginning of navratri is turning out to be slightly better but just uh, at least you know increasing data which is coming to us seems positive as compared to what h1 was so h2 we are hoping it is better than what it would be but to your main point still not fully reached the you know pre pandemic levels the demand for employees is there in entire one cities expected chennai mumbai uh, delhi kolkata and places like bangalore are going to need gig workers what i found really interesting that entire two cities and entire three cities also had huge demand can you tell us more about that yeah you're spot on i think one of the things which is taking place obviously due to you know the spread of internet and mobile and so on and so forth which obviously has you know has significantly india is one of the largest users of mobile data now globally is the access to information there and the need for buying new products and services etc and all that given the awareness spreading obviously it has had a force multiplier effect in terms of all other services to be created as well so what we are seeing is uh, it is not just tier 1 tier 2 cities but tier 2 tier 3 cities like vadodara pune coimbatore where you know the demand is significantly going up in fact i'm i'm really talking about more you know retail 
you know kind of uh, you know stores opening up in many of these locations and warehouse and logistic roles which are coming up uh, for hiring not just in fmcg fmcd but also in banking finance but the other interesting thing you should know is uh, in speaking to a lot of d2c brands uh, what we are seeing and these are d2c let's say beauty products and so on and so forth a significant amount of online demand is also coming from tier 2 tier 3 cities it goes to show that and of course you know many of those uh, societies are dependent on a really good monsoon and agriculture output and so on and so forth what we are seeing is there is a significant demand coming because i think some of these cities and towns are also seeing economic thing percolating you know down to them as well So the second thing that I found which was very interesting is that there's a trend in salaries can you tell us more about that see india is um in one sense given many of our problems are problems of growth right there's mm-hmm. there's a sheer demand especially as you see the government is coming out with several you know pli you know initiatives especially the recent ones for laptops and tablets and so on and so forth so what is what is ended up happening is there's a lot more demand for workers uh, and therefore you know there is and there is limited supply and therefore so this degree of inflation which is taking place with respect to being able to hire having said that there is a certain peculiarity there is obviously a productivity challenge and hence you have disproportionate number of entry level workers who kind of come in at the absolute minimum wage set by the government or minimum wage plus delta right in some places you know it can be slightly higher depending on demand maybe let's say tier 1 city so on and so forth but in tier 2 tier 3 cities at least in the absolute frontliner it is difficult to really go beyond the minimum wages and so on and so forth so that's one part of the problem however for the more experienced uh, you know people who are there in in middle to senior level positions we are seeing a mix of better hikes kind of coming their way but that again is a you know bit of a supply and demand there's no really you know straight line to be able to draw saying is there something universal which is happening but for the slightly senior roles uh, i think there's a de- definite depending on the positions they are i think there's slightly better demand and hence better compensation which is available for them so finally does skilling actually play a huge part when it comes for uh, gig workers in the festive hiring is skill the difference here absolutely uh, skills are a different though the level of you know skills might be slightly you know more easily trainable so i think anybody who joins a workforce let's say for example the absolute lowest level of you know gig workers could be the picker packer loader etc and all that right mm. uh, but even they require some degree of training perhaps the training can be concluded in one day saying you know this is where in the dark warehouse you have to pick up products and go and pack it up and and send it across so that's one level of you know basic skilling which is which is provided or um, let's say somebody who has a bike and has to do a de- de- degree of delivery their ability to read instructions on the mobile phone enter the right details data points etc and all that you know where to pick up where to drop etc and all that but there is also a surge for example which is happening on the retail side right for people who for example temporarily are put in place to be able to showcase product services etc and all that mm-hmm. those definitely have to be given a slightly more sophisticated training for them to be uh, you know useful right when a customer kind of walks in are uh, the opportunity for many of these workers is as they get trained in during a period like this they can then use this experience to aim for a more permanent job uh, so i have i have no doubt in my mind saying you know the india problem about wages is really india problem about productivity right and the productivity will improve as we skill people more so this is good to have an entry level set of jobs whether you are an apprentice intern or you know just getting your first foot inside a workplace but uh, i think there has to be a focus on 
upskilling many of these workers and things are changing for them to be able to be more productive move on to higher paying wages and so on and so forth and more permanent jobs also more permanent jobs as well absolutely so straining because the period is so small i find it uh, difficult to assume that the company is actually going to invest a lot of time training hmm. these people because by the, they need them to cater to the immediate demand right and once the three month period is over they're not going to be employed here so how does the skilling dynamic work here yeah so like i said because you know many of these positions require a certain amount of training in many cases and it can be 3 to 4 hours or at best up to a particular day uh, mm-hmm. most companies do organize themselves uh, you know many of these trainings which takes place which just makes it easier for them uh, alternatively staffing companies like us as well do it whether it is temporary or it is more permanent staffing uh, you know we step in to kind of provide both the quality and uh, and the training that is required for some of these individuals uh, what are the trends ahead in this space in in festive hiring so you said that we're going to reach uh, a crore workers by the end of this year right so what can gig we see uh, of gig workers so what can we see ahead the way i look at it is um, one i mean there is economic expansion which is taking place and which means you know whether it is you know the fmcg fmcd you know banking finance e-commerce all of those sites there's going to be a natural expansion which is going to take place year on year right um you can fairly assume some of these businesses you know to grow you know depending on the vertical anywhere between 10 to 15% a direct correlation of that because india is geographically spread would be the need for more uh, you know permanent workers right mm. so that is definitely you know going to take place the other thing that we are already seeing as compared to h1 is what we call uh, you know our intent to hire what used to be 63 64% in terms of intent to hire is now expanding closer to 77% in h2 right so that's a big thing there are corporates who are telling us saying they intend to hire and 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 that's a sentiment thing that we kind of do uh, every 6 months for us to kind of understand saying what is going to be the trend going forward so it's an overall positive trend then we know that it's going to have a significant effect and therefore you know we kind of work backwards to kind of make it uh, i think the third part of it is will be because again the complex nature of you know business and and the ups and downs which can affect you know any economy the need for gig workers is going to be uh, you know a more permanent thing right mm-hmm. i think it's both an opportunity because it allows for a large part of workforce which is entering for the first time to quickly be able to get some experience for themselves I know that it is in some sense not the most preferred way to kind of get on to a job and it it could have some social stigma around it as well but in reality if it is enhanced by some model of apprenticeship for example for the more permanent workforce or it is enhanced by some degree of skilling etc and all that I think it's a good model for a lot of corporates to kind of uh, be able to hire people Do we have any data about it how successful is the transfer ratio what we have seen is a couple of things taking place and therefore it has to be understood in its particular context mm-hmm. see the contract workforce attrition is 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 really high right so that you have a sense it is on a monthly basis it anywhere between 8 to 10% depending mm-hmm. on you know the business maybe some of the other businesses are 5 to 6% which means what it means in a year literally some businesses have all workers who are new on a rolling 12 month basis right or at least 60 to 70% of the workers go away Uh, I think the festive season gives opportunity to a lot of corporates and businesses to have a look at new talent which has kind of joined their workforce. If some of them show promise, the moment attrition takes place, they get permanent roles. Let's say a company has 100 people and they hire 30 who are gig workers. 
when the attrition takes place amongst this 100 let's say 10 people leave out of this 30 if there are 10 who are really smart they get the first opportunity to kind of join the workforce in a permanent workforce mm-hmm. we are seeing those trends taking place and therefore it's an opportunity both from the worker side and from corporates to be able to uh you know use this opportunity to kind of place themselves or them or large corporates to being able to identify talent is you know we are in a once in a lifetime uh you know kind of a economic situation in india right mm-hmm. and which means that the sheer amount of open positions is always much more than what the supply is mm-hmm. at all points in time i mean you mm-hmm. know i and i've been in the staffing industry for a year now i have not seen a situation where the supply is higher than the demand the supply is always lagging and there is enough roles out there permanent roles out there but there are not enough skilled people mm-hmm. to kind of fill these positions which means the opportunity for a person who has gained a 3 months experience or a 6 months experience suddenly enhances dramatically right mm-hmm. for him to be able to maneuver himself and go and place himself in another organization the moment he has some sort of a resume which says 6 months working in a retail store that goes up what is the challenge then i think the challenge is very peculiar which is not so much probably with the entry level but maybe it's coming through as well when people get you know a little bit of experience in a particular sector or industry somewhere their fungibility starts going down it should not happen but it does happen which means that let's say somebody who's doing banking finance sales either by personal choice or because he gets opportunities like that continues to be in banking finance somebody who's an in-store promoter right for mobile products or you know other goods like white goods and so on and so forth continues to get opportunities like that right mm-hmm. so so one part of the problem is is there opportunity and can these gig workers go into other companies absolutely yes but those opportunities can get limited to the kind of experience you get because i think the the movement outside of it to other businesses seems to be limited as we as we speak and perhaps you know upskilling and uh, skilling in itself can play a role in being making people more fungible right because these are they are really not high end skills so it should be possible theoretically at least for some of these workers to be, be able to work across industries okay thank you so much for joining us today and giving such good clarity about the topic at hand fantastic nivedita nice talking to you